Richardson's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos, 6.30 Chad. Hockey League. Guess what, Matthew? I remembered tonight. Went straight to ESPN.com for the scores. Well, that's good. We can get the scores faster then <laughs> and up to date as well. Well, and you can actually find them. The Capitals lead the Maple Leafs 2 1, about halfway, uh, or pardon me, early in the third period now. Blackhawks out in front of the Red Wings in the second period. Seabrook with his 13th. The Canadians and the Ducks later on. Light night in the NHL. Yeah, that website's bad. I should write a love letter to the NHL website. <laughs> there was a great text a couple days ago. I can't remember who sent it. It was the text of the night. The NHL website is so bad that even Gary Bettman boos it. Like, who tested the website, right? I don't know. It's it's bad though. I mean, it is horrific. Like, like it would be like what what's a what's a popular snack food? I don't B- know. Bugles. B- <laughs> yeah. Bugles. We all love bugles. Your favorite snack food, bugles. <laughs> That's all. By the way, here's a little uh, six thirty chat inside knowledge. Matthew Panashik, ninety percent of his diet bugles. Yeah, I have, a, I, have a, I have a bag in here right now. So I think Tyler left it for me again. So let's say P, the company that makes Bugles knew you love Bugles, and they said, Matthew Panastic, we're going to fly you to the Bugle factory for a week, and uh, we've got a new Bugle recipe, and we want you to tell us what you think. And let's say you tried the new Bugle, and it was horrible. And you told them, it's horrible. Don't sell this. And then they still sold it. That's that's how I feel like the NHL website. Because certainly nobody tested this website and thought, yep, that's exactly what we want. We nailed it. It's alarming to me. I actually get alarmed about it. This is Inside Sports on 630 Chet. All right. 780-496-0063. You can text us at 630-630. Thanks to everybody uh, sending feedback about uh, my love letter. I'm down to about a 60% approval rating, but I'm confident I can stay above 50. Kelly Rudy joins us once a week. He's with the NHL on Rogers, former NHL goaltender. Kelly, welcome back to the program. How are you doing? I'm well, Reed. And yourself? I'm doing, I'm doing quite good. I, I hope you're okay. You were overlooked for goaltender on the Canadian World Cup team. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm in my hotel room here in uh, Buffalo, and I, I'm too upset, too distraught to go out and join my friends uh, from the broadcast. They go have dinner tonight. I, I, I feel left out. I feel, um, I feel that my loyalty to Hockey Canada hasn't been uh, uh, accepted and, and uh, embraced enough. I, I feel disrespected. How's that sound? Oh, this is a great soundbite. People are going to love that more than the <laughs> booing clip you gave me last week. <laughs> I thought I'd better get in somebody's good books this week. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting day with the, the, the World Cup of Hockey rosters. I want to ask you, though, because you were a member of a team that I consider 
maybe the greatest hockey team ever assembled, which was the 1987 Canada Cup team. You were one of the goaltenders. Different world then, far fewer channels, no social media. What do you remember about being named to that team? Uh, I mean, you, you were coming off a couple of good seasons. Were, were you excited about it? Were you, were you hopeful? What do you remember about that summer? Well, I certainly wasn't hopeful because I didn't expect to get the phone call. So much so, Reed, that uh, when Bobby Clark, he was the general manager of the Flyers at the time, he was on the uh, executive uh, uh, for Team Canada 87. He called me in the summer. I, I believe it might have been around uh, May or June of uh, 87. And uh, he introduced himself. I had never met Bobby Clark, but he was one of my heroes growing up. So it was quite the phone call. And I can't recall, Reed, if I, I kept asking him, who, no, really, who is this? And I thought it was one of my teammates playing a joke. And I can't recall because it's so long ago if I, in fact, hung up and he called me back or just over the, over the time he was able to convince me, in fact, that it was Bobby Clark. And, of course, I, I did recognize recognize his voice in a little bit but so i was through the roof excited i couldn't believe it um there were four of us goaltenders invited uh in uh, august it was uh grant Fuhr, ron hextall patrick waugh and myself so quite an honor to be included in, with those guys <clears throat> we go to training camp in Montreal, and the very first day was the hardest practice I've ever been involved in ever because Mike Keenan wanted to send a message. So I had a really great coach, as you know, Al Arbor, and, and uh, he had some really, really tough practices. But Keenan, from what my perspective was, he's trying to send a message to all these great players that he's in charge. So message sent and message received. Um, but I recall also – because everybody there was a, a great player in their own right, right? I mean, so I recall at some point in that training camp, and the training camp was at least a month long, so it was exhaustive. But I went into uh, Mike Keenan, and I said somewhere along the line, like, if you have no interest in keeping me, just send me home because I have no interest in practicing with this group forever. And then the final few days I get cut and I've wasted the rest of the summer. So he was great. He said, no, you stick it out. And much to my surprise, uh, prior to us going out to Banff to get ready for the, uh, the final uh, push um, before we started the games in Calgary, uh, they sent Patrick Waugh home. So I had made the team. And then from that point forward, as everybody knows, Grant played and Ron and I uh, took turns backing up. So wonderful memory if you've ever had the experience for anybody out there that has had it or will in the future you will not believe the excitement uh, and the joy you get throwing on uh, your country's jersey it is just something that uh, uh, i'm getting emotional uh, thinking about it the adrenaline is going through me right now just to think of what a spectacular honor that really is Best hockey I've ever seen, I think, in that 1987 tournament. That, that was uh, well, incredible. You know, can I share another story with you, Reed, that, that really got me uh, quite nervous? So it was great hockey, but it was high-scoring hockey. And uh, you'll remember the second game versus the Soviets, uh, it's going into double overtime, okay? And I'm backing up that night. And because of my experience uh, in that spring where we went to four overtimes with the Islanders versus the uh, Capitals, 
just before we walk into the dressing room, Wayne pulls me aside and says, hey, Kelly, I want you to talk to the guys and tell them what they're going to experience. And you've had lots of overtime experience and what to look for. And I'm thinking, is this guy crazy? Wayne Gretzky's telling me to go into a room with guys like Messi and, and Bork and all these amazing guys that went on to the Hockey Hall of Fame and tell them what to, to expect. And I'm thinking, there's not surely there's not a guy in that room that's going to be paying attention to anything I say. And so I go in there and Wayne says, hey, guys, uh, wait a minute here. Kelly uh, is going to talk to us about over. And I'm thinking, really? And I had their attention. So what really caught my eye um, from the overtimes that I had played previously is that most often I always thought the, the goal would be scored in the first two minutes or the last two minutes of the period. Now, statistically, it's been proven to me by one of these analytics guys that contacted me when I said this on the air on Hockey Night a couple of years ago that statistically it's proven it's in the first three minutes or the last three minutes. So I was off by a minute, but my theory in that is going into – the period you're still not quite focused so you're a little bit dopey and in the last two minutes you're kind of letting your mind wander that now the period's kind of uh done you let your guard down and then often mistakes are made then so interesting side note about playing for team canada but i thought that was a really weird experience for me to go through yeah well that's a great story i guess if gresky tells you to talk you you talk you better come up with something yeah good to you say. talk yeah <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, Kelly Rudy joining us on uh, Inside Sports, talking a little bit about uh, the World Cup of Hockey. And I, I want to get your goaltender's perspective, Kelly, on on last night. Connor McDavid, uh, I mean, spectacular game, wins it in overtime. You know, I'm watching that game with Rob Brown, and then we do the call-in show, and we're kind of like, you know, McDavid, a great game, but he scores the game winner mm-hmm. on maybe a chance that didn't look like one of his better chances. Did Leonard give up yeah. a bad goal? I'm watching the replay again, and I'm thinking, there must be a lot going through Leonard's mind, because even though McDavid is a rookie, the kid already has a reputation for his speed and his moves. And I, and I wonder if yeah. just those thoughts crossing his mind um, allowed him maybe to let in a puck that usually he would stop. Yeah, I think he was, more than anything, uh, indecisive. He just couldn't decide what he needed to do at that moment. And uh, so that's why I got caught halfway in between. And one of the reasons uh, for that indecisiveness might have been because of the speed of McDavid. And uh, he might have been worrying that uh, instead of taking a shot there, that he might go for a wraparound. You know how guys are so fast and quick now, and their hands are better than ever, and we see more wraparounds, it seems to me. Uh, than we ever have. And so I'm, I was wondering if he was thinking that. And then when he finally recognized that uh, uh, McDavid was going to, in fact, shoot it from the backhand, there's no question to me that he was unprepared and, and he wasn't in his, uh, the position that you'd normally like to see a guy like that. Having said that, all that, we see more short or, yeah, short-sighted goals than we ever have ever. And to me... As much as I think the position is uh, amazing, never been better, goalie coaches never been better, that one particular move, that one style that they teach all these guys or the theory, maybe more than the style, I still don't get because short side goals were always an issue. I know this one went five holes, but still that should just be closed off and there shouldn't be as many of those goals going in in today's game. 
Kelly, let me ask you one more from a, a goaltender's perspective. What did you find more worrisome when you were in net, uh, a guy with incredible speed or a guy with an incredibly hard shot? Both, but for different reasons. But I think what gave me more fear would be speed. and But only if I felt that he had the ability to go across the crease. If I felt my defenseman was in a good position that he could take away that option, then the speed didn't worry me as much. But uh, I remember when Pat LaFontaine came into the league, and I was teammates with him for a number of years, I was just blown away by his lateral movement and how quickly he could go from one side of the net to the other. And that was that gives you a different kind of fear because you really – you, you don't think you can get across the net. In particular, if you do think you're going to get there, you have to open up your legs. And nobody likes having those kind of goals scored on you. So the real dilemma is how quickly do you make the move? How hard is your push? Can you do it without uh, opening up? And all these things race through your mind all at the same time. Well, and I wonder, too, I mean, you mentioned the wraparound. I wonder, too, if Leonard is thinking, is is McDavid going to try to cross in front of me like he did in the first period? And I wonder if he was, yeah. you know, another thing he's thinking, okay, this time do I poke check, do I move with them? So, I mean, that's, and I, you make a good point. The, the fast players, they can give themselves so many options, and then the goaltender isn't yeah. sure what he's going to take away. The, although the poke check isn't as easy on that side for a goaltender. Some guys are good at it. I always found on the side that even though McDavid scored in the first, I always found that side to be a, an easier side to do a poke check. But the timing has to be impeccable. Right. Good point. Well, Kelly, as usual, this segment was impeccable. And, uh, you know, I only had a few people tell me last week they were never going to listen to you again after the uh, booing comment. So uh, we'll, we'll see if we want some people back this week. How's that? Okay, but wh- how boring How boring would it be if every single week I came on and, and didn't, didn't stir the pot every once in a while, right? Well, exactly. you got to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Kelly, thanks yeah. for your time. We'll do this again next week. Okay, pal. Just remember, I'm not leaving my hotel room. I'm so upset that I'm not playing for <laughs> Team Canada in the World Cup this summer. You'll get over it, Kelly. <laughs> the 87 Canada Cup was a beauty. I have a couple of messages to the text line about that. Here's an interesting question. I wish this person would have signed his or her name. Uh, Matthew, let's think about this during the break, and and we'll have our answers when we get back. If you could replace one person on the Canadian World Cup roster, who would it be? Hmm, we'll think about that. Inside Sports will return with our answers. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. All right. Uh, if you could replace one person on the Canadian World Cup roster, who would it be? I would replace Shea Weber with P.K. Subban. And you could still put Shea Weber on the team later. That's a good question. Uh, a couple other guys I thought about too, but that would that would be mine. We got Jim on the line. Jim, thank you for calling. What's shaking? Hey, how you doing tonight? I'm doing quite well. You know, I, I I'm trying to understand Kelly Ruby Rudy, but I'm I'm really I think he's maybe been on the head hit on the head a few times during his career. Why is that? Well, this idea that we can't boo. I mean, we 
the, the fans pay the right. I mean, when, when they do well, they clap, they cheer, and they stop, and they do all sorts of crazy things. Did you hear the interview last week, Jim? I heard part of it. Okay. He, we were specifically talking about fans booing players on your team using yes. Justin Schultz as the jumping-off point. Okay. And, and I don't I don't have a problem with that. I think that, uh, again, uh, they pay the dollars to see these players. And going back to what I first said, if they do well, we cheer and everything. And if they don't do well, I mean, hey, when they have a fight, what do we do? We cheer. We don't boo. We cheer. But these guys that don't pay the price to get into a mission and have a, a free pass have lost, have lost touch, I believe, with reality, especially him. I mean, I don't get it. I mean, the fans pay a price, and if they want to boo somebody, and if it's on your team or the other guy's team, it's their right. I don't think Kelly should uh, should say anything different. Uh, yeah, but again. it's okay. But it's Kelly's right to also have an opinion, and that's his perspective as as an ex player, and maybe the effect he saw it have on people. But if he paid for that price, that ticket, I wonder if he'd have the same opinion. Well, right? okay, but here, what what is? And, and you know what? I don't really uh, have a problem with the booing. I don't like throwing stuff on the ice. No, uh, I don't like fans antagonizing other fans right um but every everybody's going to have their own definition of that line right yes so yes. that that's where kelly and he, he had I, I was surprised at how strong his language was um like he, he called people who boo their own players the scourge of the earth and he said it is appalling that's pretty strong language that's pretty strong language to me. I mean, well, I, I don't pay to go to Oilers games anymore. I do pay to go to Edmonton Eskimos games. Just, I, I'm very – I cover them on this show. I am not involved in their game day coverage, as I'm sure you know, Jim. I still go to those games. I have never booed uh, an Eskimo, even when they've been playing horrible and I've been frustrated. That's my personal choice. I have never said anything, though, to fellow fans who boo them. If I thought a fellow yeah. fan was saying – uh, offensive things out loud, especially with e- within earshot of younger people, I might actually interject and say, hey, man, they're playing bad, but maybe some people don't need to hear this. I would do next that. Time you, you know, next time you talk to Kelly, I think he needs a brain scan because I'm really worried that he's lost touch with reality. The fans have a right. They pay the, the dollar. And, I mean, if they want to boo or cheer whatever they want, like I say, I don't agree with things thrown on the ice. But they pay for that dollar, and if it's a way of expressing whether they think the team is great or the team is not so great, that's their choice. Are you related to Don Cherry? Because he used to say things about Kelly like that. <laughs> no, but maybe I should be. I'd get on your show more often. You can call whatever you want, Chip. All right, I got to go to the news, buddy. Take care. Who uh, who would you replace? Off Canada's World Cup roster, 7804960063. You can text 63630. We'll look at the Philadelphia Flyers, tomorrow's opponent for the Oilers, in the next half hour as well. Your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Brian Hall on the base there. I know. He's good at it. Great he, base player. You see him playing once in a while. You know you got to tell him to turn it down during the news, though. Brian Hall's a great base player. 
This is Inside Sports on 630 Chet. You know, you know what I, one of the many things I like about this job is, I, is sometimes you have no idea where a show is going to go or what people are going to talk about. And sometimes you just got to roll with it, right? You just got to roll with it. Uh, so we're going to do that here for a second, well, for a few minutes. Uh, James, here's a homer pick, Taylor Hall instead of Jeff Carter on uh, the Canadian World Cup team. Another texter says, Jeff Carter has no right to be on this team. He's been outclassed by many players this year. The only reason he's on this team is because the Kings are a world-class team. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest a name that maybe should have been on this roster. And if you listen to this show, um, I mean, if you've listened to this show long enough, I've been hosting almost two and a half years. Uh, you know, I think I try to be fair, but sometimes I get a little angry. And uh, there are, you know, I, I, there are there are some players and teams I don't like, right, Matthew Panashik? You know, there is. Sometimes I can't control myself. People probably know I I'm, I'm not a fan of the Boston Bruins, and the w- one player I've singled out more than any other, and you know, I mean, part of me regrets going to this to this length, is Brad Marchand. I've actually called him a little puke on this show. Does he not deserve to be on this team? Well, I think he does. The way he's played this year For and sure. how competitive he is. Now, he crosses the line maybe a little little too often for my liking. I mean, if Brad Marchand is on the team instead of Jeff Carter, is anybody losing their mind right now? Uh, you know what? Ryan Getzlaff's a great player. Hasn't had a great season. But, again, I mean, it's body of work for some of these guys. It's not just this year. But, uh, yeah, a couple people don't want Jeff Carter on the team. This texter says, Hi, Reed. I think instead of the North American under-24 team, they should have allowed a Canadian A team picked first and a Canadian B team picked from the rest of the players. By the looks of the things, the USA could have had a few of the U-24 guys to ice a better team. Guys like Luongo, possibly P.K. Subban, and Everly would have a chance to play. They deserve to be in this tournament against the world's best. All right. Dr. Uh, Don, oh, hang on, I want to read that one last. Yakupov fan says, to hell with Kelly, Kelly Rudy and his opinion. All right. This texture says, hey, read my issue with people booing is when it's directed at one person in particular. If you're going to boo someone, make it at the team. Schultz wasn't the only Oilers player who crapped the bed this season. Actually, there, I usually don't point out typos, but this one's kind of humorous. This person accidentally wrote capped the bed instead of... Maybe they meant cap the bed. Put a cap on that bed, young man. All right. Dr. Don says, how much has Schultz? Uh, how much was Schultz being paid? Almost $4 million. I, I know where Dr. Don is going with that argument, and, and I, I don't agree with it from, from that perspective, where, well, these guys make a lot of money, so we should be able to treat them however we want. I, I, I don't agree with that because it dehumanizes athletes. And I think if you have that attitude, then you can dehumanize pretty much anybody. Well, Johnny Depp makes $20 million a movie, so uh, too bad. He's going to have to put up with stalkers, you know, or, or whatever. Pick an actor or an actress. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, just, I, 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 just, I, just don't, I, I just don't think that once somebody makes a certain amount of money... Um, that they should have to deal with more abuse, so to say. 
so to speak. Now, booing is not, you know, hopefully not going to wreck somebody's life. It, it, it's probably the least harmful thing you could do to somebody, I suppose. Um, but I, I just don't like the argument saying, well, a guy plays bad. I'm going to check his salary. Oh, he makes too much for me. He, he makes he makes too much. So I, I'm, I'm going to boo him. And, uh, you know, just just too bad because he's 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 a well-paid athlete. I, I don't I don't buy that argument. I mean, I, I mean, I, I just, I just, I just don't buy that argument. I mean, I understand, if, if, like, don't use the money thing. Just say you're frustrated with how he's playing and he's playing bad, so you boot him. I don't, I don't know why you have to bring salary into it. I mean, if if Justin Schultz were making a hundred thousand dollars this season, you tell me as uh, an Oilers fan, you would just be like, oh, okay, well, you know, whatever. Low six figures, so I'll just leave it alone. Well, no, of course not, because you're emotional about the team, and you want the team to win, and you're frustrated they've been bad this long, and you're frustrated Justin Schultz was associated with a guy who was going to help turn it around, and he didn't. So you're upset, and you and you booed. Don't try to give it another reason beyond you know your own emotional reaction to it that that you're booing him, and and don't and don't use money as that reason because I I don't think you can justify that. And 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 I, and I just think it, it's a cop out towards the real reason that as a fan you got really mad and really frustrated, and the reason we engage in sports to some degree is because we can express uh, emotions and be a little irrational. So you know, fine, boo away. But if a guy plays bad and is that bad and you're that frustrated with him, you're probably going to boo him regardless of how much he makes. So don't send me these half-baked messages. Well, how much does Justin Schultz make? Well, these guys are millionaires. Okay. You know, they weren't always millionaires. They weren't. I mean, if that's your argument, then you should never boo the Edmonton Eskimos or get upset at them ever. Because there are the lower end guys in the CFL aren't making that much money. I mean, Mike Riley's doing quite well, but he's not in the NHL range. So I mean, don't don't tell me that the guy's salary determines whether or not he can be booed. That that's just a, that's just a half baked, immature argument that is trying to mask your own emotional reaction to what's happening on the ice. We got Barry on line one seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Hey Barry, how's it going? Good. I just want to chat about Kelly Rudy too. Like I'm 56 years old. I've grown up around. I've played a lot of hockey, and Kelly Rudy, like he's talking no boo. Like this guy's lost touch with reality. I mean, fans. You know how expensive it is to go to a game nowadays. P- kids can't even play hockey anymore because it's so expensive. Okay, but again, if the tickets were five dollars and Schultz were playing bad, you're telling me that. No, then people shouldn't boo. Got nothing to do with it. It's no, if I said if the tickets cost five dollars, now you're talking about the cost of going to the game. I'm talking about the cost of putting kids in hockey. Like uh, poor kids and lower middle class kids can't play hockey anymore. It's all a rich man's game now. Nothing but a rich man's game. That's why you see nothing but sons of players in the NHL now. It's all rich. Okay, so so sorry, you're not tying this into the booing then. Well, I am to a degree because Kelly Rudy, he grew up uh, in Edmonton. He, he's lost touch with reality. The guy makes tons of money now, and he's out of touch with reality. And he called Ryan Nugent Hopkins our third-line center earlier this year. 
Uh, last year on on TV, he said that if you looked at Ryan Nugent's Hopkins stats, they were more in line with a third line player. Yeah, well, but he thought he you. had the p- potential to to be better than that. That shows you where Kelly Rudy's heads at. All right, thanks, thanks for calling, Barry. Appreciate it. We got Michael on the line as well. Hey, Michael. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. That was interesting. Uh, that last call. Couple of things. I, I yeah, booing to me is. I mean, that's just ridiculous, guys. I mean, come on, get over it. Somebody plays bad, or somebody you work with isn't working well. Do you boo them? Like, it doesn't help anything. It doesn't accomplish anything. So why boo? And to let Barry know that uh, I'm quite involved in hockey in the city too. If any child wants to play the game of hockey, the clubs will find a way for that child to play. They will support that kid to play. So it is not just a rich man's game. Okay. That's all. All right. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate it. we got uh, Bernie on the line as well. Hey, Bernie. Hey, how's it going? Good. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead, Bernie. Oh, hey. How's it going? Good. Good, good. Um, yeah, the whole booing thing. Um, so I get to listen to you guys, like, uh, all day, all night. And you get the text messages that, you know, they tell you you suck at your job and fought. You guys are homers for this and that. Do you go home and cry at night and stuff like that because of it? No. Exactly. Like, we're growing we're grown adults. Nobody should be booing kids at games and stuff like that. But I don't think Justin Schultz cries in his locker and then goes home and cries because people boo. Like, I, like, I, 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 I don't get it. Like, I don't. And the analogy, do you boo people at work? No. But if somebody that I work with isn't doing their job and I have to pick up their slack or whatever, I'll tell them about it. So how else are, we, how else are fans supposed to express that they're not happy with the way a team is playing? Well, the only other way is to not to go to the games and not watch them. Okay, but that's, like, I've heard that argument. That's, that's, that's not going to happen. Like, just because Justin Schultz has one bad game and he gets booed, we're supposed to have an empty building so then the team leaves? Like, isn't that just a bit of a stretch? Sorry, say that again? So, if um, if the fans are frustrated with the team because they how they play, we should all just boycott the Oilers so then we never, we don't have a team anymore? Well, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what that's, some people say that, that, that you should just stop going to the games. What's more powerful, apathy or anger? Apathy by 100%, but it's not a realistic, it's not realistic. What would this city be like like without the Oilers? Yeah, well like, probably people aren't people aren't going to uh, people aren't going to stop cheering for the team. I think the last 7 years have proven that. Exactly. But like I I just I don't under like like I I still can't I still can't believe we're talking about the Boeing thing again. Well, no, I didn't expect to be talking about it but at all. And look, I I I really if people want to boo they can they can boo. Uh I've told you how I I I how I feel about it, how, how I have handled it as a fan. Kelly's comments really uh, annoyed some people. There are some people who agreed with them, obviously. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you want to express unhappiness, you're, you're welcome to do that. I don't know how it would affect Justin Schultz. Personally, as a talk show host, the first few times I got texts telling me that I was awful, I, I, it did affect me a little bit because I was like, oh, my God, this person really hates the show. Until you realize, oh, okay, well, you're going to get, and quite frankly, you get a lot of positive text too, so I just take it all with a grain of salt. 
for for yeah. my for myself. I mean, now honestly, if somebody uh, is really mean in their criticism, it makes me laugh more than anything, and then you forget about it. Wait, exactly. Like if Taylor Hall, like people, I've heard people text, you know, Taylor Hall sucks. What? Like he's a top ten scorer in the league. He doesn't suck. Like I don't think if Taylor Hall is driving home and he listens to us clowns calling into a sports radio show right. saying Taylor Hall sucks. <laughs> oh. Uh, I want to leave. Uh, like that hurts my feelings. Like I, I, I just don't get it. Like when did society become so wimpy that like you can't take or give a little bit of like you can't take or give a little bit of criticism. Like nobody should. Nobody's calling, telling him that his mom's uh, you know whatever or I slept with your wife. Like you know that kind of stuff. Like it's booing. Okay, but but here's here's a counterpoint to that, Bernie. Okay. From now, Kelly Rudy is a weekly guest on this show, as he has been, I believe, for four years, because he started doing it when Dan was still hosting. I don't know if you've been listening for that long. Yeah, I remember. I remember Dan Tenser. He's so, on the other guys. Now, so, right? yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Dan, Dan or uh, Kelly is brought on this show because he's an ex NHL player. Sometimes he's quite opinionated. Sometimes he's not. Sometimes he'll just analyze something or tell tell you of a story or whatever. Well, you want an opinionated guy, otherwise you right. Wouldn't have, yeah. So Kelly Rudy. Last week irritates some people, and I have had not dozens of people, but several people tell me that they will either that they have now either stopped listening to Inside Sports, or st- <laughs> will will turn it off when Kelly is on. So, by your token of saying, can't people just take a little bit of criticism? I mean, I would like to say to those listeners, hold on, hold on, hold on. You listen to this show for analysis and opinion, but the one time you don't like the opinion, you're done with the show forever. I mean, why can't they, the listeners should be able to take a little bit of that too? Oh, one hundred for sure. Like, yeah. Oh, believe me, I'm not. I'm not blaming this all on like. I'm not blaming this all on Kelly Rudy saying he's one hundred percent wrong. And like, like, I, I just, I just don't get it. Like, it's, it's booing. I don't agree with throwing stuff on the ice. I don't agree with you know, there's kids in the crowd. You shouldn't be swearing. You should never boo a kid's hockey game. That kind of stuff. But, right. Like, like. Justin Schultz is an adult, and yes, no, the money thing shouldn't come into it. But you know what? I'll I'll be a player, makes four million a year. You can boo me all day, and I'll go home and count my money. Like, well, hope, but hopefully you'd still have pride to improve your game. Oh, I, but and that's another thing. Does does it seem like Justin Schultz does? Did he? Do you think he did a lot in the offseason? See, I to, see, and I wonder. And that's the thing, Bernie. The players are are human beings, and they have personalities. I'm sure in the history of hockey, there have been some players that the booing has bothered them. Most of them are alpha males, and it probably wouldn't. There probably yeah, so. there probably have been some players that it has bothered. Possibly, yeah, quite possibly. But like, and like the thing is, though, like it it doesn't affect fans about skill and stuff like that. Like, look at the players. Look at some of the players that the Oilers fans have loved over the years. We just want commitment and people that play the game hard right. and try like neil yakupov is he having a horrible year yeah does he make a lot of <laughs> mistakes yeah but that guy he gives it all he can so that's why there's so many yak supporters where give it let him play with mcdavid let him do this let him do that and yet it's because the guy at least tried justin schultz on that third goal was it where it bounced off his stick and awful then he it was, it was awful he came back like if he if he skated back and dove and the puck you know the puck hit him in the face and went in the net, people wouldn't be complaining about him. They'd be like, "Hey, look, hustle back." But no, it's his nonchalant attitude that just kills us. 
Bernie, thanks for calling, buddy. I got a break, okay? Yep. That's Bernie. John, you're up next on Open Line Inside Sports on Chet. Hey, this is Jordan Everly from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. All right, we got John on the line. John, go ahead. Sure, man. Thanks. What's there, 22 players per team? Uh, well, 23 on the active roster, yeah. 20 dressed for each team. 30, that's 660 players. Now, those players, how many of those players do you think had their spot on those teams handed to them? By their daddy or by their coach or whatever. None. In the NHL? Yeah. Zero. Well, they all had to earn their way into the NHL somehow, okay. yeah. yeah. Now, you go and take every other profession on this planet, and I'll guarantee you that at least... 1% of those people and those 660 people at the top of their profession had their position handed to them by daddy or by luck or whatever, or by the family. Like, these guys earned every little bit that they have got starting probably before they're 10 years of age. By the time they're 14, they're living in some other city, at strangers' places. You know, the girlfriends, nights out with the boys is, doesn't exist for these kids. These kids are playing their hearts out for these people, and they got the balls to boo them. So they have a bad game or two or three. You know, you can't forgive people for that and start booing them. That, that is a total shame to the sacrifices these kids have made to play this game for us, to entertain us. That's all i got to say. All right. Thanks, John. Well, I don't think we're going to reach consensus on this issue, and I didn't think we were going to talk about it again tonight. But thanks to everybody who called and texted. Coming up between 8 and 9, Living the Dream, our weekly segment back this week with Edmonton's Kristen Haig playing for the Calgary Inferno in the CWHL. We'll talk a little curling with Mark Kennedy. Always great to have him on the show. We will check the latest on the NHL scoreboard, too. Inside Sports, presented by AMA. Be listening tomorrow for your Alberta Motor Association's Oilers Hockey. AMA, safety and savings for your family. We're back after the news.